Well, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Welcome to today's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. To all of our listeners all over these good old United States, I want to welcome you. And to all of our listeners in every other country in the world, just so honored to have you aboard with us on tonight. Welcome every one of you everywhere in any time to Marriage and Family Clinic. In Southern Virginia, Northeast of North Carolina, we're coming to you from WGPL 1350, WPCE 1400, those are on your AM dial, and WBXB 100.1 on your FM dial. Now listen, you can also listen to us on the live stream. Just tune into www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. That's www.christianbroadcastingcompany, all one word, christianbroadcastingcompany.com. And if you would like to hear this or any other broadcast or episode in the Marriage and Family series, you can always find the podcast simply by searching Bishop C.D. Hodges. Just search Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. Look on your smart device. Find that little purple uh, podcast icon. Just click that thing there. Search Bishop C.D. Hodges. iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And you'll find Marriage and Family Clinic. Marriage and Family Clinic is here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. We hope to help you identify what makes you tick. And ultimately, we really want to help you repair, grow, and perfect your marriage and family relationships. Well, listen, I've got a special treat for you on today. Um, As you know, I've recently relocated to Japan. I said relocated to Japan. I'm back for another stint here. Uh, This is the Lord's doing whereof we are glad. And uh, so I'm bringing our programs to you all the way from Japan now. They're pre-recorded, but we hope they're fruitful and beneficial to you nonetheless. But today I have a special treat for you. Uh, It's going to be the first in a series of special treats. I'm joined by uh, two of my brothers here in Japan. Uh, They've been here with us in our Japan Church of God in Christ jurisdiction. Uh, They're attending Greater Friendly Church of God in Christ. One is Elder Eric Holt. And he's actually the assistant pastor here at Greater Friendly Church of God in Christ. The other is Deacon Corey Dixon. Uh, He's a lead deacon here at Greater Friendly and one of our lead deacons in the jurisdiction. Uh, I praise God for that. Now, these are two special brothers, and I'm really thrilled and honored. I'm I'm just tickled pink uh, to be able to have them come and join us. Uh, during this episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. And I brought them together for the sole purpose of speaking about marriage. Now, they're both married, and and I just want to talk to them for a little while and uh, see what's going on with them in their marriages and hopefully, as we said before, hopefully provide you some good information, some good tidbits that you can use in your marriage. So with that said, let's get going here and let's get in this with these brothers and see where this thing will take us. All right. I just want to say uh, greetings, uh, as we say in Japan, konnichiwa, uh, to uh, Brother Holt and Brother Dixon. God bless y'all. Just tell us your name and and, uh, just briefly tell us one or two things about yourself. Who wants to go first? Uh, Corey Dixon, uh, this is my second time here in Okinawa with my family. Uh, first time we came, we didn't have a, a new a little child, but now we have a five-year-old. Uh, and the one thing I like about Okinawa is the calm, cool setting, uh, not a lot of rustle and tussle, and it's just kind of calm setting for a family a lifestyle. So that's why we chose to come back here the second time. Yeah. Amen to that. Uh, this is uh, <clears throat> Eric Holt. Uh, this is my fourth tour uh, here in Okinawa, uh, second with my wife, uh, my family this time. Uh, certainly uh, uh, 
honored to be here. It's a great time in the Lord, and also just just happy to see my brothers, and uh, looking forward to our conversation here today and uh, going forward. Amen. You know, I, I will tell you, uh, I think you all who are listening probably get the idea that we like it here on Okinawa. Uh, Brother Holt said this is his fourth tour. Uh, maybe he's addicted. <laughs> well, I stayed here over 27 years, so maybe, and now I'm back, so maybe I'm addicted. I don't know. And uh, uh, Brother Dixon, this is his second tour. But uh, And I tell you something, brother, and I agree with you. Okinawa is a good place to raise a family. This was one of the best places in the world for my wife and I to raise our four sons. We had access to good amenities, good education, safe place, safe environment. Uh, it, it was a really good place. And I remember one time telling my mother, who continually asked me when I was coming back to the United States after being over here so long, and I had to explain to my mother about the quality of life. And I tell you something, and I, and I just want to say this parenthetically, uh, moms and dads out there, uh, you need to make some bold moves in order to provide your children the quality of life that will help them reach their potential. And as I've said before, and uh, uh, Brother Ho, your children are all grown men now, but Brother Dixon, you have time to consider this. I've said this before, I'll say it again, and this wasn't on my list of things to talk about, but it seems like a good thing to say anyhow. You who have small children, if you're financially, economically able, you need to at least consider, at the very minimum, you need to consider enrolling your children in Christian school. You need to at least consider it. Because our public schools, and, and you know what, I'm going to get to this in a future segment. We're going to deal with education, and especially education among minorities. But our public education system is more about indoctrination versus education. And so you need to keep that in mind. You need to keep it in mind. But I want to talk to these brothers about marriage. They almost got me going. I want to talk to these brothers about marriage here. Brother Holt, how long have you been married? Uh this coming April of next year will be 20 years. 20 years, outstanding. And, and uh, Brother Dixon, how long have you been married? 13 years, sir. 13 years, wow. And uh, uh, now tell me, have, have your 20 and your 13 years, have they gone by fast? Have they lagged? Have they, have they, <laughs> have they been dragging? Do you wake up in the morning and say, Lord, what are you doing, please? <laughs> or do you wake up in the morning and say, Lord, another day has gone by? My God, hallelujah. Are you still excited about being married? Or talk to me. Uh, I'll start. Um, I would say a little bit of all of the above. Yeah. Uh, kind of the years have kind of flown by. Um, um, I was just, just thinking the other day about our sons, and when I see uh, Deacon Dixon's son, uh, I remember a time when my sons were his age, and now they're grown men. So I'm mm -hmm. thinking about like, wow, where, where did the time go? Yeah. And then. On, on, on considering the marriage, sometimes it seems like yesterday we were just walking down the aisle. Now here it is, we're approaching 20 years. Mm. Like, wow, that time has flown wow. by. And uh, we've gone through, you know, I would say circumstances of life, the, uh, the ebbs and flows in life, watching mm. the children grow and uh, going through that teenage stage. And now yeah. we're empty nesters. Yeah. So now it's like we're learning each other all over again. Ah. And specifically, we were just focused on getting the boys up 
to a certain level. Oh. And I'll turn it over to Deacon Dixon. Well, I'll have to also echo that the ebbs and flows of life. Uh, when, when I pictured Merit for the first time, I thought it was flowers and rainbows and just Merit bliss. But there are some things you have to also, everybody comes in a relationship with different, um, different perspectives. Uh, getting to know one another and love one another, those are the ebbs and flows that you love through. Uh, and sometimes what I think is right may not necessarily be right. And I, I've learned in my relationship with my wife, Everything that I've seen and heard is not necessarily right. Mm. So those things I have to challenge myself, and she challenges me, but why do you believe that way? Uh, but And throughout our marriage, that has uh, kept us going steady. Uh, also, being in the Word of God and being in ministry, that has helped us going steady. But I would say there has never been this uh, bed of flowers and roses 365 days. <laughs> uh, but knowing that God loves us, it's, it helps us to love and and. Uh, pushed you and our marriage uh, in the state together. Well. Wow, awesome. I, I, I want to unpack everything that you all just said because you actually touched on pretty much uh, what I want to discuss uh, in this particular session, this particular episode. And I appreciate those sentiments. And I appreciate you just letting us know, letting us all know uh, right up front, be careful about how you set expectations. Because they may not, you may not always get what you expect. As a matter of fact, and that's that's the case with any human relationship. Yes. And it is no more real anywhere than it is in marriage. You know, so I appreciate you all saying that right up front. So let's go back in time some. Let's go back in time some. When did you know you wanted to be married? How how old were you, or how young were you when you knew you wanted to be married? Didn't expect that, huh? <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> I knew. I remember a question uh, graduated from high school that was asked of all of us uh, before we graduated. And it's, it, we were asked, where do you see yourself mm. in 10, 15, 20 years? Mm -hmm. And you hear the random answers and... and but, but never really consider, we say, well, I want to be married with children, but never really consider it. And then once I got older, and probably to my mid-20s, that's when I knew. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my wife and I actually grew up together. Mm -hmm. And uh, when, when we decided that we were going to get into a relationship with each other, you know, we had to really get to know it. We were friends first. Mm -hmm. And then over time, I just knew without a shadow of a doubt that this this was the woman I knew I was going I want to spend the rest of my life with. Wow. Awesome. 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 How about you, Brother Dixon? I had I was blessed to meet my wife at the age of twelve at a church camp. Uh, <laughs> and that, that that within itself was like I had no plans to go. Uh, but I saw this beautiful young lady, she sung a song and I said, I'm gonna go out with that girl. <laughs> and I took her on a, a date not knowing that, you know, Eight some years later, I would end up proposing to her, and I proposed to her because no matter how or what relationship I found myself in, I was not happy, mm. and I was always talking to her on the phone, mm. which was crazy because you're dating somebody else, but you're talking to the person that you really love. And we both went on and back and forth until I just said, "No, I can't do this anymore, and I want to marry you." Now my thought pattern at that time was incorrect, 
And so she made me wait a, two, two and a half years. But it was a good thing uh, because I had to get myself in check too before I got married because I was just thinking about, I just get more money and I can go get a house. <laughs> she was thinking about, listen, I have to leave all this to come mm. up under your protection. I have to make sure that you're the right guy for me. So it was around about the age, I want to say 20, uh, that we that I proposed to her, but then 22 is when we actually got married. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. So there were a couple of mindsets going. I, 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 that stuck out to me. That struck me, Brother Dixon. You're thinking one thing about marriage, and she's coming from another perspective. You're thinking about what you have to gain. She's thinking about what she has to lose, what she stands to lose. Uh, somebody ought to hear that right now. You may not be the wonderful one that you think you are. <laughs> Either your prospective wife or your prospective husband may be thinking about something totally different than you are where marriage is concerned. And I think, I think that bespeaks the importance of premarital counseling. We've got to make sure that we're on something of the same page here. We've got to make sure that even if we don't have the same expectation, even if our expectations may not be met, we need to, we need to establish some common ground here. We really do. And, and somebody out there listening to us, you're looking forward to marriage. Uh, I want you to know that your pre-marriage period, your pre-marital period, the dating period, the, 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 the part where you're getting to know one another, these are some things that ought to be worked out. What are your expectations? What are you looking for? What's important? What do you value? That's it. That's how I want to say it. What do you value? Because the two of you may work well together, mm -hmm. but unbeknownst to you, she may not want children. The two of you may work together well during the dating phase, but unbeknownst to you, she may be a big spender or maybe not a spender at all. And some things you can get a clue on during the uh, dating phase. If she always asking you, why you always take me to McDonald's? <laughs> that, that ought to be a hint to you. We need to talk about some things. <laughs> yeah, that's great, though. That's great, though. You know, and uh, so I appreciate those points of view. Let's keep on going back some. And I think in order to, and the reason I go back in your past is because in order to get a good view on a good perspective on where you are and where you're going you ought to look at where you come from you ought to, you ought to look at some things where you come from come on brother Holt I thought I saw your hand no I, I was just thinking um, Bishop um, let, let, let me let me hit it from a different angle uh -huh. um, um, my wife we have children together mm -hmm. but believe it or not she's my second wife mm. Okay. And I know some people out there are probably like, well, what are you talking about? Well, my wife and I, our, our sons came before we got decided to get married. Uh-huh. My wife was the saved one. I mm. wasn't the saved one. Mm. So I had other things going on with my younger age yeah. that I wanted to go out and explore. And obviously it blew up in my face. Yeah. Met a young lady at age 22. I was divorced from her by age 25. Mm. Had no, My God. we had no business getting married whatsoever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what I learned from that was 
I needed to get myself together before I get presented myself to any yeah. other woman. Yeah. And, 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 and thanks be to God that my wife now with our sons was willing to accept me back in yeah. with my all of my flaws. Wow. Being able to come and get it right because wow. she was always the praying one. Yeah. When I wasn't. Yeah. So she is a stronger, she was the one stronger oh, one faithfully wow. than I was. You have stepped off in it now. We gotta <laughs> folks, let me tell you something. Uh we're gonna have part two, probably part three. I can see that right now. We're going to be going to part two and part three. And as always, listen, if we're saying anything important to you, let me know. Email me, cdhodges at hotmail.com. Inbox me on Facebook, Bishop Carl Hodges. And again, if you want to hear this again, just uh, go to iTunes, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Search Bishop C.D. Hodges. You can find this episode and all others in the Marriage and Family Clinic series. But that, that was so important right there, uh, Brother Holt, what you just mentioned. And uh, it reminds me of the question that I always ask people, and that is, what makes you marryable? <laughs> yes, sir. What makes you marryable? Mm -hmm. In other words, uh, we have a good idea of why we want to get married and why we want to be married, but how many of us really ask ourselves the question, why should anybody marry me? <laughs> why should anybody marry me and even if we do ask ourselves that question how serious how honest of an answer will we give to it hmm and and oh my goodness now we may have to unpack that also while we get married you know and and old folks they're going to tell you they're going to tell the sisters, baby, take your time. Take your time. And I tell people, take your time. You know, I got married when I was 20. And I don't regret it whatsoever. I don't regret it whatsoever. I, knew, I think I knew my wife two months before I proposed to her. And that was 38 years ago. <laughs> Now, that sounds like a nice love story, but I'm telling you, based on that testimony alone, you can almost bet your bottom dollar that the road has been pretty rocky at times. Yes, sir. You can count on that. It's been pretty rocky at times, you know. And, and marrying so young, 20, 21, 22, 23, listen, folks, I got to be honest with you. At that age, there's a lot of, oh, what I want to say, Brother Holt, hot blood? Yes. <laughs> you, yes. Got, yes. you got a lot going on in your mind. Yes. You're figuring some things out. And I'm going to tell you something. More often than not, in your early 20s, you don't know who you are. <laughs> you do not know who you are. And then if you get married in your early 20s, you've got to figure out who you are. You've got to figure out who the person is that you marry. And then you've got to figure out who you all are together. you got all of this going on in your heart, 
in your mind, the distractions of the outside, and you wonder why people often get divorced in those first seven years. Because it's hard, man. It is difficult. Nowhere near impossible. Nowhere near impossible. And I'm not trying to scare anybody away either. But what I am saying to you is that the better you know yourself, the more marriable you will be. Hmm. If you can't say amen, just go, hmm. <laughs> and then, and if, if you remember my five uh, guiding principles for uh, marriage, one is self-awareness is paramount. You got to know yourself. You got to know yourself, all right? Wow, man, yeah, we're, we're going to be going to our second and third uh, episodes here. We're going to continue this because I can see now that uh, we're not going to finish. Uh, so that was good looking back at that. But l let's keep on going back. Let's go back even a little bit further. Now, tell me, uh, what do you remember? What sticks out in your mind? What sticks out in your heart about the examples of married couples that you witnessed and observed as a child? So when you're a child, and when I say when you're a child, I'm talking about any point as far back as you can remember up until the time you left home as an adult. What are some of the examples that stick out to you? as far as, as uh, uh, being married goes? I would say some of the examples that I have uh, growing up was my pastor and my first lady. Mm -hmm. uh, because myself personally uh, grew up what mom and dad were not in the picture, so lived with grandparents. Uh, so that's a whole nother dynamic within itself when you're trying to, you're trying to pursue marriage, but you don't have any tangible things in front of you that you can kind of role model but then when you do have role models it's more of a do as I say and as I do things so I had I had to look at my uncles growing up I had to look at my pastor my first lady growing up and others around the community growing up and sometimes that leads to a lot of flaws and error mm. because you only see a, a small caption of when somebody's in front of you you don't see the, the background story when they go home and how they're living with their home uh, so me not having that example really kind of distorted because when you get into marriage now, you're trying to make this thing up as you go along. And oh, by the way, you're trying to parenting as you go along too. So there is a lot of complexity for my situation to where when you don't have that father figure or that mother figure there teaching you how to properly be a man, teaching you how to properly treat a woman. And, but I would say on the flip side of that, Growing up, I did have great role models that said, listen, son, this is how you treat a woman. When you get off the phone with your, your fiance, make sure you say I love you because these are the things that carry on throughout our relationship. And the, even though they may be small in your eyesight, though, they can last long and they, they can mm -hmm. pretty much endure. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, um, I, I also came from a um, single parent home, well, broken home, um, but... My father uh, was in the military uh, when he finished high school. And when he left the military, he met some other young woman and married her and they had a family. So I would watch from a distance 
how my father and his family dynamic versus my mother and myself and, and my, my younger sister, mm. our dyna dynamic was. So I always felt in my, in, in my head like, man, they're getting what I should be getting, mm. you know, on that end. Yeah. But it also taught me a very valuable lesson when I'm old enough to have my own family, I know what I'm not going to do. And I almost fell into that, that same generational trap but I got, I came to my senses. So now I wanted to make sure that I would always be in my son's lives as well as they mature and become adults in which they are now. Um, and then also uh, learning how to become a man or what it is to be a man, I observed that from watching my uncles. And uh, a lot of, some of it was good, but a lot of, a lot of it wasn't so, All right. wasn't so good. All right. and, you know, uh, and, and some of those things, you know, uh, you pick up on some things not through any fault of your own, but just mm -hmm. what you observe and what you think in your mind of what a man should and shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Man, that is awesome. Uh, uh, wow. Some of the examples that we grow up with, and I, I look back and I think about some of the examples that I saw, some of the examples of manhood didn't serve us well. Even, even when it was working well, sometimes it still didn't serve us well. <laughs> and Brother Holt, you mentioned something so very, very important. And, and, you know, I may do a subject, I may do an episode on just the broken family, the separated family, the blended family, uh, dad who leave home and go establish another family. That's a lot of emotional pressure for a child to have to carry. Why is my daddy over there hugging that child and I'm here? That's a lot to have to process. And children seem to automatically blame themselves for whatever is going on. It's something trying to teach a child that that's an adult issue. And, you know, so, and, and man, you know, that, that's just deep. That's just deep. And that's why I asked that question, because a lot of us, we form our ideas about marriage based on those examples that we saw growing up. We have men who model manhood for us. Some of them do a sad job. Some of them do a pretty good job. But we have, and, and we're going to do what we see done. We're going to, and, and watch this, and I brought this up for another reason. What we don't understand sometimes, and I'm saying this to somebody out there listening to us, what you're doing is something you picked up from a primary authority figure in your life. Heard Eric talk about his father. Heard Corey talk about his pastor even. Those primary authority figures, fathers being primary caregivers, pastors being primary authority, those types of figures are where we're going to learn our roles as men and husbands. You're going to learn your role as a woman and a wife. We're going to learn our roles from those figures. And you and I, you know, we need to be careful and be able to discern, be able to pick up when we're living out what we've gotten from others. 
And man, I'm telling you something. That, that's one of the reasons I love Marriage and Family Clinic. That's one of the reasons that we're doing what we're doing here. That's one of the reasons Marriage and Family Clinic exists. We're here, as I said in the beginning, I want to help you. I want to help you break down and gain enlightenment in your relationship dynamics. I want to help you identify what makes you tick. Because if you can identify what's making you tick in this relationship, you can, that's the first step in knowing where to go to fix it. That's the first step in knowing how to grow in it, how to mature and grow out of whatever's got you bound. Because truth be told, for a lot of us, we have some things going on in our marriages, even in our families, between us and our siblings. We have some things going on that are unhealthy. I'll just put it that way. There are some things going on that are just unhealthy. And if you don't get together in some kind of a group, if you don't get together with somebody who can help you look from the outside of you in and help you touch the inside of you so that you can look out. If you don't get in touch with somebody and hook up with somebody, that it, let, let me tell you this way, I'll just make it plain. You can only help yourself by getting in a relationship with somebody that can help you Figure out you. Hey, listen, I am all out of time. Oh, my goodness. I told you we're going to be doing part two and part three. All right. We're going to be back again next week, but I'm all out of time this week. We've been talking about marriage and family clinic. Thank you, Brother Holt. Thank you, Brother Dixon, for joining me. Listen, if you want to hear this again, remember, just search Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If you like this, if you want some more of this, email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. I got to get out of here. We're all out of time. We're going to see you again next week. But until then, remember, you can't have peace until you surrender your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.